Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome to episode 64 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Luke, Ty, Nick here today. No Eric, no Martin. Martin's on a date. Eric's working, we think. And they can't get rid of me. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) At least you're wearing headphones this time without a reminder. So credits to you. I did that last time. Yeah, Luke wasn't here last time, so he's still making fun of you. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't here. (laughs) So Ty, what are we talking about today? We got the draft lottery news. It just happened about an hour ago. Yeah. We can make our second round predictions. And then we can talk about the first round a bit too. Everyone, we're, we're capping Ty's Leafs takes to about five minutes today. So he can't go much longer than that. We are, that. If you missed the live on Monday night, then that's where he shared a lot of his feelings. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. I could do a solo podcast where he just rants for 45 minutes. That would have been a good idea. <laughs> I suggested it, and I said, recording starts at 10 p.m. on Monday when the Leafs lost. And Luke said no. And I said, I'm recording it myself. You don't have to be there. He said, it's not getting posted, which is kind of rude. True. Producer Luke makes the decisions. And then if I did that, then we wouldn't have to be here right now. So Yeah, but then most of the fan base, it would be too late. It wouldn't be relevant anymore. Most of the fan base wouldn't care. It was a bonus episode. Do you not know think that, over half the people who listen are Leaf fans? I probably Okay, but it's a I bonus episode so. that I have to edit. You so, wouldn't have had to edit anything. You just have to click post. Ty, you would have been I would have had to listen through to make sure PR <laughs> passes it. We don't have yeah, a PR sure department yet. Yeah, did PR <laughs> pass the Ron McLean stuff last week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took out some things, I think, but not all of it. Oh, they actually – this is the first – remember we were talking about um, – you, Luke, you brought this up in the group chat, how like things that – it was something about uh, rules that don't make sense or anything, yeah. something like that. And I said how when there's a goal called off, goal called off because of goal interference, that there's no actual goal interference call afterwards. The goal is just called off. They actually did call – a goalie interference on Kaka after they scored and it was disallowed. So they must have heard. So 
anyway, let's start with the biggest disappointment, the biggest embarrassment in the NHL is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that there's no debate anymore that they are just awful. So I'll take my five minutes. I'll probably even take less than that because what's there to say, really? It's just an embarrassment. Matthews, uh, you're the best Leaf I've ever seen in my life. Um, you can score 50 goals a year. but And Marner, you can put up 100 points next year. I just won't care unless you guys can win a damn playoff round because it's now three years in a row where Marner hasn't shown up. Matthews could do anything this round. What do you do then? I don't know. Disappointment. Nick's watching a live game right now, so I'm just seeing his reactions. But Nick, do not comment on the game, okay? That's not what I'm here for. No, I'm not. Turn, turn off the game. All right. It's off. It's not off. I can see it in your I'm forehead. I can see the I can see no, the I'm letting, TV I'm letting screen. Ty talk. I'm letting Ty talk. Yeah, and I don't want to hear I don't want to hear mean, anybody here say that the Leafs need a goalie. I don't want to hear that. Didn't it just get confirmed that they're not trading anyone like Marner or anything like that? They I don't can know say about what Anderson, they want, but but Anderson isn't being re-signed. Anderson's gone. Is Riddick coming back? I think Riddick might come back as like a potential starter. No, a potential backup goalie. I don't the know Leafs if Campbell their, will last as a the starter. The Leafs have their starting goalie. I don't, I don't know hear if he'll last I don't as a starter. Hear it. So the years you know the before, sophomore slump? Okay, shut up. The sophomore slump. The <laughs> years before, right? In 2018, you can blame Babcock. You can blame Anderson, right? But because the players weren't playing. 2019, same story. Game seven against Boston. You lose because of coaching when Marlowe's out there with you know, down by a goal in, the, in game seven when Marlowe shouldn't have touched the ice and Connor Brown and, you know, Matthews played like 18 minutes in that game and Anderson choked again. You could blame those two. And then last year against Columbus, they choked because Anderson was awful. They couldn't generate any offense. That team was, that team sucked. But this year felt different and it ended up being the exact same result and this year there's no one to blame but the best players right and i don't think it's like they don't have the the players they need they have the players they need i think it's just the players they need aren't performing and it's not like a one off thing this is like a continuing thing and they've tried multiple coaches so it doesn't seem like it's too much of a coaching thing but i don't know maybe you Maybe you try to shake up the coaching. Maybe you bring in John Tortorella. Maybe he can get them to, you know, listen. I, these guys are a bunch of entitled babies, man. They're an embarrassment to the league. Who cares if they win the President's Trophy next year? I won't care. Who cares if Matthews runs away with the Rocket? I mean, that will be cool as hell to watch. Who cares if Marner wins the Art Ross? It's time to win some games in the playoffs. It's time to win some playoff rounds because literally these players come around once in a lifetime, right? And we've now blown how many years of Matthews? This is his fifth year in the season. It hasn't been fun watching the Leafs in the playoffs since that uh, that first year against Washington, where there was no pressure, and they actually played, and all the games were good, close. That was a good series. Yeah. And we were, like, we almost won it. Like, three games went to overtime. We were winning the series at some point, right? I knew that they weren't going to win game seven in the first five minutes when they came out and they didn't look like, like they wanted it. 
they looked like a team that was just playing a regular day where they didn't want to lose. And I'm like, if you guys don't put up 20 shots and three goals in the first period, you're not winning this game. That's I I knew it because they were just going to come back to to bite them. All Montreal needed was one goal, and then the Leafs couldn't do anything. They almost got shut out in back-to-back years of elimination games against Columbus. They got shut out, and this year they got shut out, almost shut out. Nylander scored with like 30 seconds left. Yeah, it was a useless goal. But they couldn't even generate anything, which was the issue. They couldn't generate anything last year, couldn't generate anything this And you thought to yourself, there's no way they don't show up. Right, Game five, they started off poorly, whatever. Montreal is coming out hard. They were down 3 nothing. comeback. Galchenyuk giveaway. You're like, all right, they're coming game six, don't worry. And then game six was probably the worst game I've seen them play all year. They were still in it in overtime, one shitty turnover, and you just knew that they're losing game seven at that point. They had to win game six for me. to. I mean, obviously they had to win game six. It would have given me faith that they were moving on. But once it got to game seven, you just like you just knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable almost. And it's weird because they had home ice too. It's not like they were going away. Like we had home ice. And we had some fans, so I mean. What an utter disappointment again. Yeah, I agree. All right, that was five minutes, Ty. So your Leafs time is up. But I agree with you in the sense that, you know, next year I really don't think matters at all until I'll still watch the games. But I think it was really a cloud that was put over them that they couldn't beat a team that they're 100% supposed to beat. But it's another year where they... Going forward, those guys are regular season players. They aren't playoff performers at all. They have to rewrite their own script. Yeah. They can get upset about it all they want. Marner was apparently pretty upset and like defensive in his end of year comments today saying like, no, he didn't go golfing because everyone said he was going golfing and that he, these claims that he was reluctant to move around on the power play. He was like, those are false. But I think Marner's reputation with the fan base is pretty much, if it wasn't ruined after his negotiation and contract negotiation, like two years ago, I think it's definitely ruined now. And rightfully so until he proves otherwise. Well, yeah, he's like just defending himself there and going after everyone for making these false claims and not actually taking any Then he said he deleted his social media and it's like, but he was posting and making comments and apparently he went through and deleted them. <laughs> yeah, know. he's not taking accountability. The one person who was was Jack Campbell. No one else was seemed to be really doing what he was who doing. Needed. And uh, like, I love Jack uh, Campbell. Tavares did, Tavares did, Riley did, Spezza did. And those know, guys, but... honestly, those guys are the ones who should get zero criticism. Spezza is the only guy you could have counted on to give a shit. Riley was great. Campbell was Nylander. great. Nylander was great. I mean, Nylander never looks like he gives a shit about anything. So that's why I yeah. love him. But anyway, now our Leafs time is officially up. Now our Leafs time is over. I thought Sean Avery had some good uh, criticism on his Instagram story. I don't know if you saw yeah, his it. His Instagram's but... popping off. Yeah, he was given like some really interesting takes. Someone was like, get him on ESPN. And, and then there was actually some good comments that I agree. Sean Avery needs the space where he can be aggressive and kind of vile. And you can't do that on broadcast and television. So it's better that he does it on his Instagram story. But he was breaking down the body language of the Leafs quite a lot. And I thought it was really good. Um, okay, now we're going to move on to – we'll move on to the draft lottery uh, first. And then we'll get into our next round playoff predictions. But 
I think I have it here. All right, Ty, well, what are your thoughts on the draft lottery? So it's, I mean, whatever. It's who cares? But the, I wanted uh, first. We care because that, this is talking yeah, hockey, I know. Ty. I know what I mean is who cares about the show? Um, but what 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 is great for Buffalo is they've got the number one overall pick. But what is bad for Buffalo is that this is probably one of the weakest drafts you'll find in a long time, and they all also haven't they haven't been able to scout anybody all year. It's a wasted year, and they're counting on a lot of video. I doubt that a lot of scouts were able to actually see them in person. You know, so especially Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, and Buffalo has like three scouts. Who and there's not even a consensus number one. Like, when was the last time Owen that Power, happened? My boy, he's not even a consensus number one. As much as I think Owen Power, but he's a defenseman too. They already have one. one. Yeah. Well, exactly. they literally just drafted one. So he got he got a couple of guys who were probably you know if if they were drafted last year would have gone mid first round maybe and they're your top prospects this year it really drops off after the first couple of guys you can half blame that on the fact that they didn't even get a play this season exactly it's a wasted year for a lot of them and this you know it's probably the worst year that you would want to win the draft lottery if you're buffalo do you think that would have been better because there were some like they were talking about moving it to next year but then they're like oh is that even fair to the teams that get a draft first now because they could use that player for next season I think it would have been better for them to move it back a year. Like, sure, partly, but I mean, I don't know how you arrange for that as across hockey, across the global hockey community, right? And how you... Well, you just do a back-to-back draft. Sure, but I mean, like, I just don't know how that would be agreed upon, I guess, for all the other hockey leagues and the CBA and how that works in there and entry-level deals and whatnot. Because think about it, if you push the draft a year back, the three-year entry-level contract, now they're you know, 19, 20 years old rather than 18, 19 years old. It's kind of a year of lost income for a lot of these guys, right? Or, it's kind of, or a year where they're one less. Because if you're a player, of course you want to be drafted, but I mean, your big payday comes when you're a UFA. So if you push it a year, right, your UFA is also pushed a year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's maybe one of the main reasons why they didn't do it. There was probably no way to agree upon it. But I think that if you were Buffalo, you wish that this shitty year and your 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 luck in the draft lottery came next year or the year after that because you got like Shane Wright, Bedard, that Russian guy, Mitchkov, right? They're all going to be like talented, talented players. Anyway, um, yeah, Seattle was number two. Um, they probably had the oh, longest. No. Ito. Ito Gucci. That oh, oh, that guy who did like the six stick handling at the shootouts? Yeah, I'm so that, Gucci. I don't know. When is that guy up for the draft? I don't he know, man. Like Look him up. See, really see, see how he's done. I think he's like a 2004, actually, or something like that. So, it's crazy to think that so, those guys are getting drafted now, man. Like 2002, yeah. 2003. Makes you feel... Our draft year would have been uh, 2014. And... Now those guys are in their primes of the NHL. Yeah, I don't know. This year's this year's draft lottery, I guess, isn't like the most interesting thing in the world. Arizona Coyotes. Oh yeah, I'm reading the article right now. Forfeited their first round pick <laughs> because of their uh, combine crap. That's hilarious. Um, no one did. Anyone really drop too much? The Canucks dropped quite a bit. I think they were. They weren't supposed to be ninth, were they? They didn't come actually. Ninth I have in the no regular idea, season. Man. 
I actually don't I don't actually know where people place when, all that when much. your team isn't in that draft lottery, you don't really care. I think that the teams that lose super embarrassingly, like Edmonton and Toronto, should be in the draft lottery. Like if you lose in the first round really sad like badly, you should be given a Yeah, a keep the fans engaged. Pick. Yeah, exactly. And then rig it for one of them because they're the two biggest hockey markets, other than the Rangers. Do you remember on this entire list? Do you remember last year when um, it was they did the draft lottery and the first overall pick went to one of the placeholder teams because there were all the teams in the play-ins, right? So it was like yeah, so, that was so insane. The Leafs lost to Columbus. <laughs> New New York Rangers lost to um, who the Carolina, and they had just had a ball in the in the thing and it sucked. <laughs> but remember the Leafs one? It went up first. But yeah. then, like, hit the post and bounced out, and then the Rangers ball went up next. And then the guy dropped it. Yeah, and then the guy dropped it. That was <laughs> an embarrassment. Slick. But... They made it slick so it would go up too easier. I mean, and I think that Buffalo, um, if they're smart, they try to sign Taylor Hall again next year because he was, you know, of course, he was a Buffalo Saber, and Taylor Hall won the one number one overall pick again. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times that is now for him, but congratulations. They should do Taylor. that every year. A play in, and then the play in team gets to have a chance of the first overall and then have it like almost rigged every year for the, so there's a good haven't chance we, haven't we talked about that before the, it wasn't that martin's idea yeah, martin's that everyone idea the that... the lowest or the last 15 16 teams should do a play-in for first round pick first overall pick yeah that's silly i think they should align I think it's the okay. divisions to how they are now i like them now toronto has a really good chance every year i don't yeah. i hate them the north i love the north the north doesn't make sense it's the only one where you have to travel a lot of time zones, so that's the only reason it wouldn't keep they wouldn't keep it around. I mean, I guess it would be fi- it would be fine if they if we got back to normal and like we could play every team. Oh man, I hated watching the same teams over and over again. I like this. you couldn't actually you couldn't actually get like a good tell about how good your team was because when I watch honestly, when I watch games with Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, um. Or Carolina, Tampa, Florida. Those games were so much better than the Leafs games. Like no matter which way you cut it, and you can say that the like the North Division was a joke. But when I watched the playoffs, I was like, okay, maybe these teams are a joke. No, they're not. What I think the problem is that the Leafs just play to their opponents, right? So they That's should true too. they should dummy Montreal because Montreal's just a whole bunch of third line and fourth line guys, and they have no top players, but. They just will play to the same level as them. doesn't matter. But the Leafs could play Colorado or Tampa, who have the same amount of star players, if not more, and the Leafs will, won't get blown out of the water by them. They'll keep it in. They'll, they'll make it entertaining. In fact, I, I was telling the the, uh, the group chat, I had more faith in the Leafs winning. If it was a Game 7 against Colorado, I had more faith in them winning than against Montreal. That's true. You've been nervous since it was confirmed against yeah. Montreal about – losing to Montreal because of their game and style. So Ty was right all along for like months. This guy was right. right man. So it's shocking when you say that, but he's, when, he's never wrong. I've when it never comes been to the wrong. Leafs. Never been wrong. I knew it was going to happen. When it comes to the Leafs. <sighs> anyway, uh, we're not moved. We're talking about it. Yeah. Anyways, so second round predictions. Second round. Okay. I, I'll yeah. want to write these down so we can compare. Uh, let's pull up our first round prediction. See who's still in the, uh, well, half the people aren't here. Well, I know, but, Hi. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the first round predictions right now. Let me Didn't I say I said Montreal was gonna win in seven originally? Let's go back and fact check. Ty, it you then. said no. I did write down for you Montreal in six. You Close. wrote that down. 
and then you corrected yourself and you because said then you said then you said Leafs in five because that was the consensus and then and then yeah. I knew I knew my gut told me man so we were all wrong on Toronto except you were half right I guess but we're not giving you any credit for it Edmonton we all picked Edmonton <laughs> Ty you picked them in five uh, Martin and I picked them in six and Air picked them in seven so we're all wrong we just got the North Division completely I picked wrong Winnipeg in four. Uh, Nick, we don't care because you weren't there. So unfortunately, we we can't fact check this. We can't. Actually, we it. can because we did that bracket. Remember? Yeah. Oh, let's, see, let's see, little Gucci's bracket. Maximum Ty, points Ty can get doesn't even add up to how much I have right now. Yeah, I know. Ty is the only one that picked the Islanders. Thank you. Um, Ty picked Washington in seven. The rest mm. of us picked Boston. So Ty's wrong there. The rest of us got the game. Boston went in five, right? I think so. Yeah, so we all got the number of game wrongs, but we all got that right. Um, Carolina, Nashville, we all picked Carolina. Martin picked a sweep, but um, it was a six. The rest of us were five, yeah. So none of us got it right in terms of games. Ty, you picked Florida in seven, so you're wrong there. I Eric picked Tampa in six, so he's the only one that's right there. And then Vegas, we had Vegas in five and four. How many games did that go? Five, right? Oh, but remember we said no, we, we, thought, a, we thought Vegas was playing St. Louis, remember? We right, said because yes. Vegas and Colorado were, were like tied basically at that point. Yes. So it was Vegas, Minnesota. It was Vegas, Minnesota. And then so that was a seven game series. It was a six. Sorry, no, Vegas, Minnesota was a seven. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, it was seven. So we all got Vegas, but we all massively disproportionate the the team. And then Colorado, we thought it was going to be six. So our our prediction of Vegas winning in four or five was no, correct no, no. of Colorado. It was called, that's what we thought because Vegas yeah. was the number one. And then we thought that whoever faced Minnesota was going to be a longer series. So most of us picked six or five. Um, we still got the team right, but uh, not the number of games. So that, that one's more on just how it ended that that – that night or the night after. So yeah, that's, um, that's the first round results. Okay. Let me just write down the bracket for this series. We have Montreal and Winnipeg. We have Carolina, Tampa. We have Vegas. Go Vegas. Go Colorado. And then what's the last series? Oh, yeah, New York Isles, Islanders, Boston. Boston. Oh, that's a bad series. Yeah, I don't I don't really no care about that one too much. Things. I don't care about Montreal, Winnipeg, and I don't care about uh, New York Islanders, Boston. Honestly, man, I ain't watching anything right now. I'm just so sad. Nice. All right, watch- Ty, though. It's I'll- kind of unfair, people. So we are recording this when it's 2-0 Tampa, and we are recording it when it's 1-0 Colorado and 1-1 I don't think anyone was taking Florida anyways. Boston. Um, so Montreal, Winnipeg, Nick. Montreal in six. And why do you think that? Because Price is good. I mean, he's he's going strong this uh, this playoffs. He's going to be really good. I think this is going to be like that year where he took them. He was going to take them to the cup, and then Kreider injured him. Uh, I think he's back to that status, and so I feel like he can definitely help them go on a run here. Uh, I actually, I think they might have a chance against Colorado. They could, they could give them a run for their money. Okay, we're not there yet. Or Vegas, Montreal sorry. six. Yes. Ty, I say Jets in seven. I just think that the Jets are 
or even though I don't think the Jets are a very deep team, especially on defense, I just think that Hellebuck's a better goalie than Price. Maybe not tonight because it's like four-one in the first, but I think Hellebuck can steal. I think Hellebuck, as good as Price is, I think Hellebuck's more likely. And, and now Nick's laughing at me because he thinks Hellebuck sucks. And he's trying to hold it in, but I think that the the Jets have better forwards, but. At the same time, I don't trust the Jets at all. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if um, whatchamacallit, won Montreal. I'm going Montreal in six. I just think they're on a high coming off of beating the Leafs. And Price was, in the moments that Price needed to be great, he was. I don't think the Leafs got goalied, and I'm not going to use that as an excuse. But when he needed to be good, he was. Like whenever Montreal had a – well – Whenever Montreal had a lead, they did blow it twice. But, I mean, that was more dumb luck. Um, I, than I, I also think that it's just like he made a couple of great saves. Like, again, that one against Spezza with the diving stick save, right? Um, and he didn't get blown. He didn't let in really any bad goals that I saw. Man, but it's not like – Game six overtime, he was amazing. They were just shooting it right in his glove. Like, they had 10 shots, but it was just straight into his glove from the point. It's just no, – the, the, thing, the problem was that I think that – uh, the like the Leafs just weren't generating enough consistent high danger chances. There was a lot of one shot and done, or you know, this is not, true. Not we're, high we're, danger chances. Remember, we're we're past the Leafs. So that's now. what I'm saying is that even though Price was good when he needed to be, it's not like he, he was just to good stand in general. On his head, really. Yeah, he was. But, yeah. So, he was. Yeah. He was. He was like good. He in was general. good. Like that's he was good. Right. Yeah. But I'm he saying that he, good didn't, when he, he didn't to have be. to steal games at all. Is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. I say maybe he did, like at least one game. Like he, they didn't deserve to win all the games they won. Sure, like they outplayed the Leafs in a lot of games, but I mean, Price definitely was the reason why they got like they walked away with the win or two. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. no, I don't know. It, it was more the Leafs losing, not rather than yeah. the Habs winning, if that makes sense. So Nick Carolina, next Tampa. Well. I think Tampa, Tampa's winning in five. Yeah, Why do you same. think that? I hate Carolina. And I also don't want Martin to win a bet. So Carolina gets sure. smoked. Actually, I say Tampa in seven because I think Carolina is a good team to like kind of stick in. and Because yeah, Nick's hoping that Reimer time. gets a shot. Nadelkovich is choking. He thinks Reimer needs to get in there. <laughs> I also, think uh, it's going to be Tampa in six. He's on the team. I love man. Carolina, I think, was the better team in game two. It was really close. I was watching, I think, most of it. And they held Tampa like 15 shots. But there were there were some good breaks for Tampa and they scored on them. Carolina, I think, is a great team. Um and they're gonna do well. I just I don't think they can handle Tampa. And it's I started to nothing at the time of this recording again. So like I, I'm taking a bit of that into account. But I think Carolina will win one or two games. Okay, Vegas, Colorado. It's already one nothing in the series. Game two is tonight, so that and and Colorado seven one man. Yeah, I'm gonna predict Colorado beats them like seven one in the first game. Oh, that's a good prediction. It's tomorrow, Nick, yeah. right? The game. Yeah. No, that's the game, game two tomorrow. is tonight, Nick. I know you're trying to be funny, but uh, it's it's. Who do you predict in net tonight, Nick? Flurry. They gave him the night you... off yesterday. Even if Leonard played and got a shutout and played the best game of his life, Flurry's starting today. Okay, who Nick? Who do you think's winning that series? I know Vegas. you're going to pick Vegas just because Flurry. No, not just because Flurry, because they're a better team. I picked them in the bracket too, not just because of Flurry. Okay. I think 
they can win. Uh, obviously, I think Colorado is a great team, but I think they win in seven. Vegas in seven. It's for a close Nick. series, yeah. Ty, I think it's Colorado in six, but the reason why is because I think that Vegas is not as good as people think they are. Like against Minnesota, um, no, no, it was not look, easy for them. It was never the regular easy season. For them. They, that was the only team they didn't perform well against. They destroyed every other team. Like, they had a good record against every other team but Minnesota. And then that's who they got in the playoffs. And so that's why they had a rough time with them again. They're just the matchup wasn't good. And obviously, and I don't think this is a good match. Do you see how McKinnon just blew through everybody? Uh, yeah, on, well, uh, I think they Saturday were just tired after seven games. Monday. Sure, but Colorado was well rested. So, I mean,. Vegas got two days off. That's it. I don't think they'll be even more rested now. I think that Colorado's just ready to pounce. Doesn't matter who they have in net. Does Ryan Reeves can go and take ten minute penalties and lead to a ten minute power play for Colorado? And how do you expect it to come back from that? But man, I just wish, I just wish that um, Flurry gets lit up a, a couple games so Nick can shut up. So Nick, so can I can shut, shut up. up. Yeah. Well, Leonard already did, so. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to say that. I love oh, this rivalry so between you two. Um, I'm going to go Colorado in six as well. I think Colorado is just a better team. They're deep. They look amazing. Colorado looks like the best team. They look team. like they want it. They look like they have yeah. killer instincts. Game one, like, they look like they want it. Um, it looks like they don't want Nazem Kadri back until round three. So who knows? They might sweep Vegas and then just be like, all right, here you go. But the, the very fact that Colorado gets to play Winnipeg or Montreal is ridiculous in this playoff format in the third round. Like that's the easiest series that they'll have. Uh, well, St. Louis is pretty easy, I guess, but it's the yeah. equivalent of St. Louis basically. Yeah. yeah they like, get a very tough Montreal. opponent and then yeah, easy that's the, hard, the hardest round is the second round. <laughs> Whoever make whoever yeah. wins the series is going to the final, one hundred percent. I even say that have happened. Yeah, yeah, like Montreal beating the Leafs in seven, right, Ty? Exactly. You keep Ty, bringing it up, it ain't me. I know. I'm bringing it up just to like ever. not get like just to just as a joke, not to comment on it. So New York Islanders, Boston. I think the series is one one right now, right? Uh, yeah. Casey Both Tiziki, were, overtime winner. Tiziki yeah, sauce. friend of the show. Well. He's a friend of the his show. Brothers, his brother's no, his a bro- friend his, of Luke. I, yeah, I know his brother. Oh, I've been on the His brother was on my show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, uh, the games were pretty close, right? What was the score of the first game? I think it was like 4-1, 4-2 maybe. Oh, 5-2. Yeah. Um, so, Ty, what are your thoughts on that one? Bruins and seven. I think that the Islanders give anybody a run for their money, but I think that the Bruins are just better – and I think that that Taylor Hall has just made them a better team, and like Pasternak is just ripping, like you can't stop that guy. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasta. I don't think as good as the Islanders' defense is, it's going to shut them down. So I think Pasta scored a hat trick in Game One. Nick, who do you have, Luke? Uh, I'll put. I'm going to put probably Boston in six. Yeah, I think Boston in six as well. I just think they're I mean, a better team with a lot more It would be nice experience. to see New York Islanders win. Honestly, though, I hate New York Islanders fans. They're probably the most annoying fan base other than the Leafs. And I say that as a Leafs fan, but man, they're in like every comment section saying Sororkin or, uh, you know, Lou Lamorello, Perry Trotz. Like they're the most annoying stuck up fan base, at least the Leafs. 
I think they should be playing Ty for a long Hurricanes fan base, but yeah, and no, we, bet, should, we should do it order bet, of like least favorite fan base. If they played the Leafs at any point in the series, and they have like fans in the building, obviously, and the Leafs are playing in New York, they'd be definitely heckling Tavares. Like they would not let it go. I'm sure they, they would have cheered if that injury say, happened. They would have cheered when he got knocked out. Yeah, probably. Okay, so that's our 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 second round predictions. Do you want to do a quick list of most annoying fan bases, like top five? Yeah. Okay. Since we still have quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, number one is definitely, uh, um, Vancouver. Oh, okay. Vancouver. Number two for me is Edmonton. Number three is Montreal. Number four is um islanders number five is uh carolina but carolina the reason i have them at five is because the reason why they annoy me is because they're like a lot of people's second favorite team and you know they think that they're funny and whatever and their stats favorites so it's not even the fans that i don't like it's like the semi fans i don't like if that makes why sense. is vancouver number one is that because they rioted after they lost or well, what, what they're just reason? annoying they're like the most annoying fan base ever. Like they think that every prospect they have is great. They think that they're they because they beat the Leafs um, at that one time when they came back from COVID that the that they're better than the Leafs. Wait, did you that, not include the Leafs in your list? No, Leafs. No, are, Leafs are oh, the you're best getting flamed for that. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of like I, I don't like a lot of fan bases. Like the number one for me is definitely like Vancouver and Edmonton. Number one and two. I don't like Edmonton because a lot of their media. It's like old boys clubs and they would carry the water for, you know, the entire front office and entire organization. And they're annoying as hell. And I mean, it's a, it's a conservative province too. So yeah. it holds, holds water, holds weight. Yeah. They carry the water for the front office and they don't ever criticize them. Um, but uh, uh, after that, it's like a whole bunch of like Ottawa, Montreal, Islanders, Carolina, they're all kind of lumped together. But my number one and two is definitely Vancouver and Edmonton. Nick, what about you? Uh, so are these organizations we don't like or annoying fan ones? Because Ty was kind of mixing a little bit. Uh, no, fans. Annoying don't fans. go with organizations. Uh, Islanders, definitely uh, up there. Boston as well. Uh, say those two teams, I'd say Toronto is definitely maybe top, like fifth, fifth place, I'd say. Um, but you're a Leafs fan. Though. I know I am a Leafs fan. Uh, I'd say Habs fans. Uh, we have a friend, friend of the show, Adam, who is a big Habs fan, and he doesn't even watch their games, but claims they're way better than us and that we suck. As he doesn't even watch games. No, and he, he was says, lying. He was lying. No, oh. he says he won't watch games with us. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, won't watch games with you. Well, That's like, a very different him, thing than like, doesn't watch games. He says he just doesn't watch the games. He's like, after one goal, I'm, I'm turning the TV off. Like, he has no. I mean, that's, that's the same as me. After Gallagher, yeah, you, you just get pissed off. No, yeah, no, Ty, Ty's so emotional. He's like, fine, good night, over. I'm not watching anymore. I literally don't care. I'm going on a walk. Two minutes later, he'll make a comment about the game. And I'm like, okay, this guy's clearly still watching. Yeah. No, dude, it was so funny. Okay, I, I know. I, I got to stop talking about the Leafs. But in that game, I think it was game six, when they were down like 2 nothing in the third, I sent uh, – there's a picture of me as a kid. I was in Tremblant in Quebec, in Quebec, and they put the Montreal Leafs logo on my cheek. So I was like sending this picture to everyone. I'm like, I'm the Montreal Leafs. No, the Montreal <laughs> logo. Sorry, the Montreal logo on my on my cheek, right? Like a face painting. 
um, like a face tattoo. So I just sent it. I was like, I've always been a Habs fan. And then as soon as the Leafs came back with the two goals in five minutes, I was like, delete that right now. <laughs> delete that evidence. <laughs> delete that pick. All right. And so, after yeah. that funny story, uh, Nick, did you get five or did you only get four? I think I gave four. Uh, I'll say the last one would definitely be uh, Ottawa. No, Winnipeg or Washington. Because Washington fans love Wilson for some reason, and they cheer for him killing people. And will, like, I would cheer for Wilson him. if he was on my team. Yeah, but not Nick, if he's killing people on the other team. No, I would be objective though about uh, it. Nick, your two best friends cheer for Tom Wilson because they think he's good looking. Yeah, well, they cheer for a lot of people, so I mean, you can't really do anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> All right, I'll go with my list now. Um, I think the most annoying fan base is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I will say that proudly as a Leafs fan. I think it's really annoying. Am I, I an annoying when... Leafs fan though? Yeah. You're one of the most annoying, Ty. You have no opinions of your own. You quote every person on Twitter who's like a woke, a fake woke person sometimes. No, I don't. Even though you're not woke. And then you join in on the <laughs> hating of Cole Caulfield. I tell you all the time, I fan base, every, every fan base out there. I hate the Leafs fan base ripping on a guy like Cole Caulfield because he's short or whatever. Like, hate you can hate on the Habs organization. Don't hate on a player because of his height. I don't get it. It's just so dumb. It's such a stupid thought process to hate on Cole Caulfield for no reason. I don't get it. Because they overhype um, him. They were overhyping him. I don't care. That's not that to me, that's not an excuse to hate on a player. It's not his fault that he's getting overhyped. We do the same to our own players, and and you wouldn't take it well if. Anyways, I won't. I, that's what I'll say. I think Toronto Maple Leafs are the most annoying fan base. I think if I find myself much happier if I'm not on Twitter during a Leafs game, I'll I'll tell you that right now. Um, it's way better for my mental health. Number two most annoying fan base, I would just say New York Islanders, just because they seem so petty and like a a. a group of kindergarten children who don't have love from their parents. Like that's, I think the perfect way to describe New York Islanders fan base from the Tavares stuff to being in everyone's ads and mentions at the, the, the soonest slight of anything against their player, or even just a list, not including one of their players. Uh, third most annoying fan base. I would probably say is Vancouver. I would go with Vancouver. Vancouver's pretty up there in terms of how annoying and petty they are as well. They have like an inferiority complex. Yeah. And like all Canadian teams have their own annoyance in terms of the fan base. Like, oh, the Toronto Sports Network. I'm like, guys, you're watching a Toronto Maple Leafs game on the Toronto home home like broadcast. Of course, I don't even think – I think that the home broadcast rip on the Leafs way too much. Like almost every other broadcast – you can tell that they're a homer or that they like the team that they're broadcasting. With the Leafs, you could almost never tell. They're trying so hard to be not biased to the Leafs that they just sound angry and petty. Um, you should listen to the Boston ones. Jeez, those announcers. Yeah, oh, Boston. Man, they could kill someone. Jack Edwards, <laughs> Jack Edwards is, is the biggest idiot in all of sports, I think. Um, so Boston would be third or fourth with Vancouver third or fourth. And then I think another annoying fan base. Um, those are like for sure my top four. I don't really have any problems with anyone else. Washington and Wilson is pretty annoying, but 
Uh, if I had to go with anyone else, it'd probably be Edmonton. Like just a Calgary fans don't really give much uh, energy or or much of a shit. It's like Montreal or Edmonton would be really annoying. Sens they they understand how bad they are right now. Montreal, fresh off a game seven victory, they're going to be making jokes like this for the next three years until the Leafs like yep. win a cup. So, um. I mean, the, the biggest way to, to shut up the Montreal Canadiens would be to win. But that's like for sure my top four is Boston, uh, Vancouver, New York Islanders, and the Leafs. I'm an objective Leaf fan, everyone, okay? I just want everyone to know that and understand that. I'm as objective as they come. I love the Carolina Hurricanes fan base. I think they rock. I think if you're trying to do a small market team, Carolinas did it the best way possible. Ty's just Don angsty. Cherry says otherwise. Yeah, the, honestly, the, if you agree with Don Cherry on anything, I question your your intelligence. So, Ty, I'm questioning your intelligence. Ty, Ty and I have Don our Adam loves Don Cherry. No way. He does. <laughs> no so way. You, so I, I'm not kidding. Really? Right, Nick? Uh, yeah he he likes Don Cherry. I mean. He has some interesting takes sometimes, but I mean, it's it's interesting to listen to him. Like he's definitely entertaining, but sometimes, yeah, he can definitely take it too far. No, I I, I hated Don Cherry since I was like ten. I'm like, why why the hell is this guy on TV? He doesn't say anything different. He's like Anthony Stewart, except older and white. Like that's literally the difference. They anyway. both say useless crap. Anyways, that's the the podcast for today. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Ty, you want to do an outro? Uh, no, you're you're doing a great job. So keep it up. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll see you all next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30k, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.